Player. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. And welcome back, gents, to another fun field podcast where we talk about all the fun things in gaming. And in particular, we're going to be talking about the Xbox Series S. Wow, I have to really think about that for a second today because guess what? I've joined the family. Welcome to the family, and- Jono. Thank That's you. not the voice you did it in before, Joe. I just Welcome want to be kind. to the family. There we go. Yeah, That's what we wanted. You're welcome. Um, we'll talk about what we've been playing. And of course, I'm going to join us from Retro Corner for a little while on a couple of small topics. But um, let's kick it off with what we've been playing. What have you been playing, gents? Well, I, I can, can I say I've joined the family of the Halo Infinite Flight crew. Is that what we what? call ourselves? The people who have been in Halo Infinite Flight? So they've got the, the technical first flighting. The, yes. Thank you. Flighting. Well, of course, that's it. It's not as Air flight's fine. Xbox is so good at naming, aren't they? Like Xbox Series X and S and One and Flighting, whatever. Anyway, um, so they've got the <laughs> multiplayer, um, but the two weekends. So the yep. weekend they just passed was. Um, the small battles, four, four versus four. Mainly we played Slayer together, so the three of us were on this as well, which was cool. Yeah. Finally, I, I had one game on the map with vehicles, um, which was a bummer. Behemoth. Was only the one. Behemoth, thank you. Um, literally, literally, though, I only played Slayer. My son got to play some objective games with you guys, but whenever I was on, I only ever got put in Slayer. Um, and next weekend, we're looking forward to Big Team Battle, which is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, um, we are. But, yeah, I've got to say that that initial game, that very first game, it was just like everything I wanted from it. To say it felt like Halo is probably not true because it felt more modern. It, it felt like a modern shooter. Um, yeah. But I loved it. it. It just it plays really well. I think, Jace, you said last time about the fact that Sprint isn't a power or anything like that. It's just built in is a really yep. nice familiarity with, with first person shooters nowadays. Um, and some of those weapons, um, what was the one that I was using, Jono? The, uh, the commander. That's the one I was, I thought it was something Sylvester, Arnold Schwarzenegger themed. <laughs> I was thinking of his movies. <laughs> um, yeah, the commander, oh, such a satisfying weapon, man. I just fell in love with it, but yeah, I loved it. I don't know if you guys got anything more to say after the last one, was it different this flighting? than the last one, because I, I wasn't in that. You guys were? I would love to hear your opinion first, Chase, before I you know, go on and on and on about <laughs> Halo as I typically do, but go for it, Chase. Uh, yeah, not much more to add than, than from last time. I, I just like the feel of it. I wasn't um, expecting to, to be honest. And, uh, and as I mentioned previously, you know, I was sort of taken aback when I had to play the Master, not had to play the Master Chief Collection, but played the Master Chief Collection. Uh, and didn't your really you did to his mom and and i like i said most of the time i didn't know which um sort of which halo game i was in i, I had to get sort of john to, to give me those updates and i think it was five that felt the best to me because i was sort of coming more from the, the call of duty background um yep. at least more recently um and and yeah and so this was a sort of a breath of fresh air um it looks good it plays pretty good um i find that the time to kill in this is a little bit quicker than other Halo games, which is a big deal for me. Uh, the faster the time to kill in a game, the better. I, uh, I don't have any room uh, in my in my gaming for shields and stuff like that. I just, I'm not into it. But in this, the shield is, you know, it's obviously it's obviously always been part of Halo and, and I've, I've become accustomed to that. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it in a big way. 
So did, you didn't feel that the um, the assault rifle um, and pistol combination had changed this t- time around, Jace? Because uh, I know for, we've played it twice, so. So I hate battle rifles in every other Halo game, and I never really use pistols. I was a whatever the main assault rifle is. I'm, I know it has a name. I don't know what it is. The um, MA40B. Oh, the MA40B um, and uh, and the sniper rifle, which I think is just called the sniper rifle. Um, yeah, it's, got, it's got a number after it, but I can't remember. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I guess, you know, the pistol is definitely not killing as quickly as it used to. And that was a big favorite no. for a lot of people. Um, mm. I also find that you can't really use it as fast. It's not like it's good as a secondary if you're out of bullets. It's quicker, yeah. I guess. Um, yep. But I just, yeah, just the ability to be able to actually aim down sights, like a, a battle rifle really does feel good now. I, I found aiming down sights in, in previous Halos was a little bit clunky, um, but uh, but in this, it just, it just works a treat. Um, and yeah, any game where I can sort of get more than 10 kills a match, I'm pretty happy with. And, and <laughs> I did, I, I felt like I was doing well enough to, you know, to to sort of make me feel good about it. So yeah, no, I um, I'm, I'm definitely into it. It's nice. definitely, I feel like it's very different to the other Halos in that this one, it's more, you've got to stick together. Like, it, So you were saying about the time to kill, grenades are a big part of that in this game um, yeah. compared to the other Halos. Like you start each time with two grenades, um, which I think you always have, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. everybody's throwing grenades. And even at the end of your, um, when you die, it gives you a little tip on the side of the screen and it said something about, you know, finish a fight with a grenade. Uh, because you're going to need to. And um, I, I think in this one, one thing I really like is the way that they introduce power weapons. So there'll be mm-hmm. like an announcer saying power weapon coming into play, and then you can see it on your map where it is. And that, that stage, that big that outdoor stage was called Behemoth, right, Jono? That's what yep, you said before. Behemoth, yep. I, yep. I loved it. So in that, there was a sniper rifle came up. And as I went up this alleyway to get to the t- top of this part to find a sniper rifle, I noticed that on the other side of the map, there was a sniper rifle that appeared there. So I've picked the sniper rifle up and straight away I saw the player on the other side and I just shot the thing and headshotted the guy. Um, and it was like, it was so satisfying. Nice. It was like that old, you know, spaghetti Western sort of thing of first draw. So we're both running up, we both pick it up at the same time. And it's just first person to draw is going to get the kill there. Um, because like I said, it's got that countdown. Um, I think that's a really nice touch. I think the battle pass thing, I, I'm not really, I, I'm sure I'll probably, I'm not probably, I'll get the first battle pass in it. It'll probably be like yeah. Call of Duty though. I know you guys got into it a bit. I did get one of the battle passes, whatever they're called on Call of Duty, but I never cared what I got. Um, the only thing I really wanted was music for my car when I was driving around. I'm um, just like yeah. a bit of boost in that. And in Halo, like it's, I don't see my character, like he looks cool in the, loading screen, but I'm not too fussed to spend money on, you know, what other people are going to see for me as, as opposed to, you know, the Fortnite model where it's a third person game. I think that's a little bit different, but um, I, I love the idea yep. that the fact you've got this AI companion, um, the way it's, it's so quick between games. Like I was trying to improve, like make my guy look different between matches and there just never was enough time because you were in a game straight away. And if that's how it played, yeah man, that's going to be brilliant. Like, it's just going to be game, game, game. And like you say, Jace, you're always in action in it. I think they've, if the game, and then this is obviously what they're doing this for, the game's going to be like this. They're, they're onto something here. I think it's going to be huge. The fact that it's going to be free to play, cross-play PC, free to play on PC, like the biggest market 
in the world. I think this game is going to, you know, if we're if there's ever going to be something that's going to take a bit from Call of Duty, take a bit from Fortnite, not necessarily take over from them, but take an audience from them, it's going to be this. I think this has got the best chance. I'm a believer. I agree. I can't wait yeah. to get into it this more. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, to what I was saying before with uh, the assault rifle pistol balancing has definitely changed. So the, the pistol is now called the uh, MK50 Sidekick. Um, but in in the first preview, you could unload a clip from your assault rifle and then quickly switch to the pistol and get a one-shot kill very easily. Yep. It was fantastic. Um, it is a little bit harder, but I found my balancing worked out. Um, on the Commando, I hated that weapon at the start. And the drills, it was fantastic. In live play, I sucked. I was so bad with the Commando up until um, there's now a um, a training ground where you get chucked into, I can't remember the name of the map, but it's it's one of the, it's the map that's in the, the Spartan training grounds. It's that one with the grass patches and the big metallic buildings. And um, you can actually get chucked into a match with bots that just goes on forever. And it's just you and a, a team of bots versus another team of bots. Um, great to be able to test out the weapons and get the feel for it without the stress of knowing that, you know, you're versing real players and just really sort of test out different techniques. And I love the commando now. That thing is a beast once you get used to it. And I think I, think I was trying to... You go, John. No, you go. I was just going to say, I, th- I think I was trying to use it like the DMR from um, the last two or three Halo games um, where I was aiming down sights all the time and just, you know, one shot, one or two shot rounds and taking someone out with a headshot. But this is more, you're just unloading body shots and they're a bit more impactful than the assault rifle. So, um, yeah, at a, at a long range, it works um, scoped, but uh, up close, that thing is fantastic. Um, when you're just using body shots, it's just a little bit more targeted. It's good. feels great. Sorry, you're going to say something, Joe? I was just going to say you were talking about like body shots and things as well. I, when I was looking at the kind of customization options of the character, I'm like, I don't want to be like bright green when I'm on a map that's grey. If I can be grey, I'm going to blend in. Like that skin that we all love, Rose, from Call of Duty. Like I want to, I want to have whatever advantage I can get. But what I love they do in this is when you get a shot on someone, they glow red and you can actually see what part of the body your bullets are making contact in. So it doesn't yeah. really matter what your skin is. Like you, you actually stand out a lot from the background, um, the, yeah. the, regardless of what your skin is. A lot of people were playing the default skin, uh, which is yep. kind of dull colored and you could see it very clearly. And yeah, I loved, I loved with the commando. Like you get a headshot on someone, you see them glow red, but you see their head like a brighter red and you keep on putting shots there. And it's just, it's, it's even more satisfying. Like it, it, that, that visual feedback um, you don't get that in games, uh, I think, as well as that. Like, it's, it's, you really know you're making contact and you know exactly where. And when you're spraying, you kind of see it on their leg or whatever. But um, I think they've, mm. that's an interesting new thing that I haven't really seen in games to that, using that effect before. I think it's really cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think it's um, really well done, but I think it actually works against one of the things they're doing, which is the whole uh, cosmetic look on the battle pass. Um, half the time, you're not seeing it. <laughs> yeah, you're not. So. Um, the cosmetic look in the battle pass for me, the biggest thing has been actually being able to tell who my teammates are. Because if you've got a skin that's very distinct to you, then I can find you a lot quicker. And I also like that this uh, version of the beta, uh, beta test fighting or whatever we're calling it, um, finally had names above the head so you could figure out who you were. Because the last time Jason and I played it, there were no names above heads and I had no idea where people were unless Jason, I'm turning right now. And he turned to the right. It's like, oh, it's him. Great. 
following him. Yeah, uh-huh. I was just following the guy around with the red arm. I, I don't I don't really know what they're going to be doing with the battle pass. Like, I can't figure it out because it's not going to be like Fortnite where there's, you know, skins from other IPs. And it's not yeah. going to be like, um, like Call of Duty where, you know, occasionally they get licensing for, you know, 80s action movie stars um, or just have like... You know, the biggest thing that ever came out of Halo in terms of an appearance change was like the Hayabusa armor, I think, from Halo 3, which was that sort of samurai-looking kind of armor uh, or ninja-looking armor. Um, And a lot of people don't seem to be into that in Halo, like into the idea that you're going to have Master Chief running around with a flaming head or something. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to be able to, like, get people to pay for the Battle Pass. I predict that they're going to go the Sea of Thieves method where they've got like other ip in sea of thieves but they make it look like it works within that world so there's like the ori and the will of the wisps um ship and there is um there's the halo um there's, there's halo, and it's borderlands yeah. and things yeah. and it kind of works within that world so maybe it won't necessarily be like a new helmet but i imagine you know probably your little side panel on your body will have like a you know, Forza for um, F on there or something, or you'll get in the Warthog and it'll be custom colored to look like Banjo-Kazooie's nuts and bolts or something, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that, that won't, um, won't make it, I, I don't think they'll uh, change the Master Chief kind of armor, but Johnny, you were saying what you were thinking they're going to do with, with what they're doing with the other Halo in um, multiplayer, the current Halo, which is, yeah, draw on the old kind of games. Yeah, the, the Master Chief Collections had a battle pass of sorts running for the last couple of years, and it's all been free, and you, it's just in-game content that you use to unlock it. Um, and it sounds like that's what they're transitioning into Halo Infinite, something very similar. But um, you're right, I think it's going to be a mixture of uh, classic armors from things like Reach and ODST and stuff like that coming through, but they can only milk that for so long. So then they'll reach out to, uh, you know, things that are customized to look like elites and vehicles getting different skins. Um, but I, I agree with you, Joe. I think it might end up being like Sea of Thieves and having some of that stuff chucked in as well. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, realistically, I, I think the thing I've enjoyed the most in the Master Chief Collections season passes has been the vehicle skins. Because, yeah. um, you know, having like a bright red fire engine um, warthog has been awesome tooling around on a map with that so yeah in in warzone like when you pick up someone's weapon that's got this some incredible kind of skin to it with a little thing hanging yeah. off and whatnot like it is it is cool like it does yeah that, that's going to be something that because you, you see a gun all the time um yeah but yeah we'll see what they well, do that was it halo 5's warzone it took me um oh, a couple of years before i finally got a skin uh for the boomco um that was Mattel's rival to, to Nerf, yeah. They had a Boomco okay. um, uh, assault rifle, and then now Nerf's got a Halo assault rifle. But it, it took me two years to get the the red skin for that rifle, and I kept picking up other people's ones. It's like, when am I going to get the drop? Because it was random. So I think if they play it that way more, it might work out really well. I think it, it worked against them when they delayed the game because all this merchandise hit that was meant to tie into it, and then they've yeah. seemed to have rained back on that. So I don't know if they'll capture that again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next you know, year or so as they launch it. Cool. But let's change topics. Any other games you're playing? Because Halo was great, but I, and I could talk about it all night, but you know, <laughs> I don't think everyone, everyone's coming here for just Halo. Chase, do you want to go? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't 
as I mentioned previously, I hadn't really been playing a whole lot of games lately. Um, you know, just been tied up with sort of dad tasks and stuff. And and even though I'm on leave from work and I thought I'd get a ton of gaming time in, it just it just never really worked out that way. Um, but that's fine because it's kind of gone in a different direction. I um, I've been watching my wife Jen play a lot of games, and and I've been a bit of a backseat the backseat gamer lately. Um, and it's been really really cool seeing her sort of skills develop further and and, and try new things. And, um, when you say a backseat gamer, do you mean like a quiet backseat gamer or a vocal backseat gamer? No, you, I'm, 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 it's <laughs> no, it's 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 more of a it, it's more of a mentor kind of role, I think, and, and more of an encouragement kind of role. Because so, um, so you're there with the like when you go get driving lessons, you got your own brakes like in front of <laughs> you as well, like help control things. A little bit, you know. There's there's a little bit of uh, passes controller over here. I'll sort this yeah. out for you, but not too much of it. What was Sorry, that game it? way back when that um, you could log in with a second controller if you're letting your kids play it? It was a Disney game, and so you could let them control some things, but realistically, you could take over control if you needed to at some point, and they would be none the wiser. Rayman did something like that. That was a feature in the PlayStation 4 when they were when they unveiled it. Was that well, maybe it was in PlayStation 5 now, actually? Co- Copilot, wasn't it? Yeah, it's something like Copilot, they called it. And it was mm-hmm. like they were saying, oh, if you get stuck in the stage, you can reach out to your friend and they can play over on the internet and whatever for you. Yeah. Like, who wants to do that? Anyway, sorry, Jace. I completely derailed where you were going with your conversation. No, no, it's fine. It's, um, yeah, it's, no, it's just, so it's been good. So I, I initially um, started playing Psychonauts 2, as, as you did as well, Joe. And I was playing it on my account. And then Jen was playing playing it more on my account. I'm like, well, you know, this can't be. You know, you need to, you're, you're unlocking all these achievements for me. It's not fair. So I uh, I set her up and I and I raced through the game. Um, and you can get through Psychonauts very quickly if you skip cutscenes. I think you mentioned that as well before, Joe. Yes, but, my, um, my son finished it in like 10 hours or something because he'd watched yeah. me play the opening parts and just skip all the cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I turboed through that, got it to that point, and I thought I would go back to it. I thought I would play it, but I ended up experiencing the entire game and, and watching Jen play it start to finish. She she got so into it that she got the, the 4,000 achievement points, which was her first first that's time true. around on that. And that's not an easy game to get 1,000 achievement points on. No, there are a lot, no. of, no. a lot of collectibles. Um, and so I thought, oh, is that like, I, I kept asking throughout it, like, what is it about this game that you find enjoyable? And, and, and one of the great things about Psychonauts 2 is it has pretty good assist features. Uh, for example, you can turn down the difficulty to the point where um, you're very rarely dying, or if you fall from things a lot, you don't take fall damage anymore. And, and these assist features are becoming more and more common in video games now. Um, and I think that they're really, really important because it's making oh, yeah. gaming a lot more accessible and a lot more fun. You don't necessarily have to have a disability or something like that to take advantage of it, and you can work with these these difficulty levels. So I'm I'm a massive advocate for these games now. I'm I'm actively yeah. searching them out. Um, and so to, to jump ahead, I thought, what's the next best game that we could go for? I was looking for something that had a female protagonist, um, and I went for Control. And uh, we, we went for Control, which is on Game Pass. The, the difference between uh, Control on Game Pass and the Ultimate Edition, which they shouldn't have charged extra for, but that's another story, uh, is that yes. you have the 60 uh, frames per second unlock, which is actually a big deal on the Series X because the game is quite clunky uh, unless okay. you're, you're playing it with yeah. 60 frames unlocked. Uh, or you can play a much prettier version with, with ray tracing. So we're, we're, we're moving into the, the computer territory of the, the Xbox now where you can start mucking around a little bit with graphics or, or frame rates. Um, and again, I, I got that on special. It was $26 or so. Sorry, Johnny, you were going to yeah. say something? 
I was just going to ask: Does the ultimate version also come with expansions, or is it just those? It does, features? yeah. yeah. So okay. it, it comes, it comes with the foundation and all, um, and it's yep. constantly special, like all the time. Yeah. And so I, you know what? Even though it's on Game Pass, one of the big things about having sixty frames per second is it's smoother. And Jen gets sick when she plays games that have motion blur um, or anything like that, or, or where you can't adjust FOV sliders. Uh, this might be boring for a lot of people at home, but it's actually a big deal for a lot of people because um, people get sick playing games and you might not as a seasoned yeah. gamer. You know, you've been playing since you were five years old, but for a lot of people, it's just not its just not accessible. Uh, first person was, shoots everything. That was so, my turn off for The Witcher, Witcher 3. I just, I, when I first came out, it just, it was a problem that people had with the game and yep. I just couldn't do it. It made him. It made him feel sick. Absolutely. And so, long story short, um, Control Ultimate Edition has all of the sliders. Um, you can adjust just about everything. Turn off motion blur. Get that sixty frames per second going. But you can even go as far as making adjustments to how much health you get back. Whether or not you want to be completely invincible and take no damage, or whether or not you want to shoot people and they die in one hit, including bosses. And Jen wanted to play this game as a game where you know wow. she's collecting things. Um, you unlock all the achievements with all this that doesn't handicap you in any way, shape, or form. That's and fantastic. And so she played the game where she made slight adjustments depending on how she felt. Um, the game scared the hell out of her. She couldn't play it at nighttime. Um, it's not a horror game, mind you, but it has horror elements. And she yeah, gets scared when she goes into a room and she just starts shooting like crazy. And and, and Control is a hard game on, on normal difficulty. Um, so we had one-hit kills turned on, and it changed the game for her. Um, she did that. She... Got a thousand achievement points in that, then then some. Um, she finished all the expansions. She did every single mission, the whole lot, and uh, and now we're on to the next game. It sounds I'm like to turn it on. <laughs> what you've described is what we used to call cheats back in the day, right? Where it was Absolutely. like all these accessible. We saw them as cheats, but really they were accessibility options, like God mode in games, no clipping, you know, all those sorts of things. In in you know, back when like Doom and Wolfenstein and things, it just made yep. the game. You'd play it, you'd finish it, and then you'd want to do something else with it. You'd want to feel like a god. You'd want to ramp up the difficulty, but, you know, have rocket, unlimited rocket launches and things. Oh, totally. Um, rockets, whatever. Um, I think it's awesome. I think that's so cool. And like, yeah. I, I, I think I've said it on here before, I didn't finish Control. I got to a part where I found that map so incomprehensible that I just couldn't get to where I needed to go. And I just, <laughs> struggle. I just struggled with it. Um, but, man, Psychonauts 2, full thousand achievements, that is no joke. Like no, I, yeah. I think that game came out about a month ago. I just finished it a couple of days ago. I thought when I finished it, I must have played this game for like 25, 30 hours. It took me 16 hours to finish. Now, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, like if time flies when you're having fun, but it really felt like so much longer because the cutscenes in this game, sometimes you, you'd play, you'd have a two-minute cutscene, you'd play for literally three seconds, walk to the next person, there'd be like a conversation that goes for five minutes. Because the, the game was, it was a, it's a fantastic game. You agree, Jace? I think it's one of the best games I've played this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's probably my game of the year for the moment. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would say the same. I, I can see what's coming, though, so I don't think it's going to stay that way. Um, Force is going to be the, the big hitter, but, um, and Halo, of course. But, man, I... There we I, go, now we're talking... The humor in the game is fantastic, but the heart in the game is really cool. There's this character called Maligula, who's kind of like the big bad. And at one stage, it kind of dawned on me what that name might might mean in terms of like you know malignant. Is that that's the word I'm yep. looking for? Um, and that kind of that kind of comes to fruition in a, in a certain way. I, I think it's very cleverly written, and there is just so much dialogue in it. Like 
you, you can, like I said, my son played the game in yeah, six or so hours less than me and he finished it. Um, although I think after watching him play Halo, I've learned that he's better at video games than I am now because he was con- d- d- demolishing people in that. But yeah, look, I, I think um, Jen's first achie- um, thousand achievements much more impressive than mine because um, I, I, I always, whenever I finish a game, I always have a look at the achievements afterwards, think, oh, what can I polish off? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything else, I think. I just went back into the, redid one of the stages, got an achievement for going into it, and then I just deleted it. Um, because it's, that was it. it's, it's definitely like what sort of you're comfortable with, and I'm somebody who will finish off a game and move on to the next and move on to the next. But she, she isn't a completionist by heart, but it's what she's familiar with. She feels comfortable, and she's oh, not yeah. ready to sit down and learn another set of skills. And so when, when after she finished Control, um, I popped in Assassin's Creed, um, uh, Valhalla, the new one, and she said, I don't like medieval stuff. I don't like the combat stuff. I don't like any of this. I'm like, just give it a try. And this game uh, has a- amazing assist features um, mm-hmm. just in terms yeah. of how you can take people down. You don't have to actually have any assassination whatsoever. You can uh, turn it on so you can see absolutely everything on the map or nothing at all. And um, and I handed her the controller and I made the adjustment so that the motion blur was turned off and, and so it was smooth. And I said, just try this. And she got her first kill and she was hooked. Uh, the, the crazy nice. thing about Valhalla is that apparently this job is a is a 200-hour one. And, um, Ooh, and I guess what I'm saying is I'm going to be a backseat gamer for a lot longer than I expected to be. But um, <laughs> that's become our ritual, man. I, I sit on the floor and I try and keep my daughter uh, relatively sane, you know, and, and make chase her around the house to make sure she doesn't do anything stupid. Meanwhile, Jen's killing Vikings. Well, let me segue there into what has been the best game I've played this year, but not didn't come out this year. Um, it, it's on Game Pass. It's included with your Game Pass subscription. Is Subliminal. So this, I, I picked this game. I, I downloaded. I download everything that comes on Game Pass, just thinking one day I'll probably play it, and then I have to delete them because I've only got the internal storage on my Series X. Um, and I picked it because it said it takes three hours or two to three hours to finish this game. I'm like, that's that's a Joe game right there. Um, and this game is unlike anything I've ever played in my life. It's a first-person perspective optical illusion game, I guess is the best way to describe okay. it. It's, it's not like Portal. I, I, I'm sure people would say it's like Portal. The only similarities I would say is that it's first-person and there is narration. Um, but it, it's, it's not a horror game, again, but there's like, there was one part which was just... It, it, just, it's, it was quite unsettling. It, it throws unique idea after unique idea at you over and over again i think it's eight stages and each stage kind of has like a a theme so like at the beginning you're it's about perspective and you know you pick up an object this is the only thing i'll spoil about the game but you pick up it's an old game but anyway it's worth it's definitely worth playing took me two hours i think in 10 minutes to finish um and like you pick up something and you as you you know you move it up or down it gets bigger so, like, you pick up a chess piece, which is normal chess piece size, and then the chess piece can be, you know, two stories tall. And that's, like, one of the things. But as it goes on, there is more and more strange, unique, unique is the word, ideas thrown at you. This is, this is the, it's two, like, two hours, ten minutes. I, I'm so happy that's all it was. I don't, I didn't need to do more on each stage. I got the idea of... You know, I picked up ideas on what to do. There was only two times in the whole game where I got stuck. 
Um, one of them, I felt like a fool when I looked up the clues because it was literally walk into the wall. And I'm like, why didn't uh, I think of that? And that, that doesn't sound like something that's um, very obvious, but in this game, that sort of thinking becomes obvious. But the one that yeah. really struck me was this puzzle with apples where they would clone and you had to get it to a certain spot. And there was a giant fan. When you play the game, you'll get to this part. If you figure it out, you're a smarter person than I am, um, which is probably not saying too much. <laughs> but no, look, it, it, is, it is the best game i played this year. Two hours, better than a lot of the movies I've been watching lately. I've watched some garbage lately. Um, and I, I can't recommend it enough, Jace. You're, you're a person with not much time on your hands. I, I, two hours, like just find a little, do a stage day. It, it, it's worth it. It is, it is so good. I finished it in three sittings, which is again, you know, my second sitting was probably an hour and a bit. Um, I just couldn't put it down, and I loved it. And I wanted, it, I wanted my wife to see the end of this game because it's such a unique and different game. But I just couldn't stop playing it. I'm like, oh, I just want to see what happens next. I just want to see what happens next. And I went back, so when she came downstairs from, it was her night with the kids, which was nice of her. Um, and when she came back downstairs, I went back and I just kind of did a couple of the stages again, just to show her. It is, it is fantastic. It is so unique. It is a game that you need your brain switched on for, um, but it's worth it. Nice. You convinced me. Subliminal so, is... Superliminal, I think it is. Oh, superliminal. Superliminal. <laughs> I should know the name of the game, but you know what it's like now. now it's like with with Kindles. Like you you boot the game up and then you never see the title screen again because it's just yeah. quick with you. And I guess there is the icon on the Xbox. But yeah, it's it's um, funny, man. I, back when I used to listen to a lot more podcasts, um, I would hear people talk about games and they'd mention the name of the game once, and then they'd never mention it again. And I try and scrub back to find where they mentioned the game. I'm like, this game yeah. sounds incredible, and so I couldn't figure out what they were talking about. Okay. Yeah, I just looked it up. Super liminal. It is it's super liminal. Cool. It is awesome. Give it a go. Cool. All right, done. You convinced me. High praise. Um, high, the, yeah. There was two things you mentioned. The cloning apples remind me of something I wanted to mention quick. Apparently, in the Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer test, there was um, there's, a there's a new grenade um, which I've seen a couple of times. It's sort of like an EMP grenade. I can't remember what it's called. Disruption grenade, maybe or something. And if you threw it at a wet floor sign, it caused the wet floor sign to just infinitely multiply. That was awesome. Yeah, it looked hilarious. If you look up online, it's just everywhere. It's, it's it, quite did funny. Did it end up crashing the game, or just because there were so many of them, or not? The looks like it. Yeah, not in the game. It, it was impressive. It, it was, was very, very impressive. Very much like this game, Jono. Like it, uh, that's almost identical to what you do in this game. It's, this, <laughs> it's just liminal. Yeah, I just it looked funny. I wish I'd, I'd known about it before the, the demo ended. And I'm sure there's a good chance it might be patched out by the time we play it again. But um, the other thing you mentioned was quick resume. And I thought that's as good a time as any to talk about my new baby, the Xbox Series S. Because guess what? I got sick of trying to get a Series X. It's crazy it's, that, what is it, a year on almost, that you can't get one A year on, and the Halo one, when it was announced, the Halo Infinite one, which was, if you'd listened to this podcast a year ago, is what I said to you guys, hey, I'm just going to wait for a Halo one. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it was gone in less than 30 seconds, apparently, online. And it appeared online in Microsoft Store at four in the morning in Australia, so there was no chance, because I didn't even know it was being announced. And by the time I saw the email saying it was available, it, it had been long gone. So, um, yeah, I, I caved and bought a Series S. It hasn't felt hugely different just yet. I mean, I mm. got the extra memory because, you know, uh, uh, 300 gigabytes just isn't enough these days. Yeah. Um, so I've now got, you know, 
a terabyte included on there, plus my old five uh, terabyte storage for all my Xbox uh, One and 360 games that are, are digital. And yeah, but I'm loving it. It's good. It's uh, it's nice and fast. And quick resume apparently is the thing I should look out for because that should make my gaming time much more efficient. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. Uh, that yeah, no, that's that's what I was sort of saying to John earlier. It's it sort of took about maybe a month or so for quick resume to actually sink in, but. I, I really, really appreciated it the other day. Again, going back to Valhalla, if you start from Valhalla from cold boot, by the time it gets through all of the menus, um, yep. I think it's like at least four minutes, it feels. Um, no, and I mean, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, two, three minutes, whatever. But if quick resume works, um, then it, you're in there in seconds. And yeah. again, I can quickly pick up, I can run around, kill a couple of people, do a mission super fast before a game would normally load, and, and I'm good to go. Um, if you're not particularly time poor, you know, then it's fine. But also, at the same point, why, why wait to get into a game if you don't have to? And, and I think that's the, the big game changer for this, this generation. Yeah. I don't know, have you accidentally bumped that um, share button a few times? Actually, no, I was purposely trying to press it, and it wasn't <laughs> working for me. Um, so I, um, you know, the, I can't remember what the page is called on the dashboard, but there's that page where it shows like, it's kind of like your feed. It's all the uh, messages from game companies, um, you know, about new features appeared or where we're doing this, um, you know, particular new thing. And there was one for Halo and it was, um, a Spartan riding a, uh, a ghost, a banished ghost on behind a bit, 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 Now I can't even say it properly. Behemoth, thank you. I always get vowels. Seriously, vowels are my trouble. Um, And I wanted a screenshot of that picture. And it kept on telling me, no, you can only do this in games. And it's like, oh, I just want that background. Until I saw the button over on the side and went set as background. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Um, I I, I pressed that button plenty of times playing Halo. I was just like, that looks so nice. I, I finally got a... I was playing that Behemoth stage and... I was getting decimated, and then I finally got to the back of the turret on the warthog, got a killing spree. I didn't even know I was driving it. I just sat up there. People were running towards me, going in the gravity lifts, and I'm just shooting them in the air. And I had to get a recording of that. I love that feature. I think it's, I think it's really cool. I think it's, a, it's something that has, you know, I would constantly double tap the guide button and press Y for a screenshot when I'm playing when I did something cool. Um, yeah. This, yeah, this is so much quicker and easier. Yeah, I think the share button's going to be good. I, I'm looking forward to that. But I, also, I did mention I got the extra storage and it's tiny. And yes, it's expensive, but then SSD storage, you know, over 500 um, gigabytes is expensive anyway. So, um, but it reminded me that in my history, I've bought the original Xbox memory unit for being able to take my um, uh, gamer tag across to other people's Xboxes and also my save games. Then I graduated the Xbox 360 one for, well, for the reason that it was there and I didn't really need it and did the same thing. And the only thing that's missing from this storage is that I don't know if my, it's not like you actually save your gamer um, profile to it anymore. It's kind of sad. That would actually be pretty cool because then I could just go to your place, plug it in, and be ready to go. We're all on each other's Xboxes, aren't we? Isn't that nice to think about? It, it is. Yeah, when we, when we can yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah exactly. when we can get back together. That's right. It's funny. You well, just showed us, Jono, that the, you physically had them in your hands right now as you were saying yeah. each of those. They're all the same size. The, the size yeah, does not change. Just the amount of storage not, is constantly, like, definitely change, right? 
Oh yeah, I think it was like eight megabytes on the original Xbox um, uh, memory card. Uh, this one is it says on the bottom for the Xbox 361. I think I got the bigger one. Yeah, the five twelve megabytes, and now I'm up to one terabyte. So it's interesting how much storage has changed. But we were talking about this before the podcast. I've my first digital camera was a Sony CyberShot. Um, in fact, it was the first Sony CyberShot, and the the memory sticks I bought for that for a European and American trip were 64 megabytes each and they cost 264 bucks. So next time somebody whinges about storage, um, you know, go back in time. A funny thing's happening with storage. I know on the PlayStation, games that are coming out on PS4 and PS5, the PS5 versions are smaller in size than the PS4 versions. So I've heard oh, about nice. this if, for quite a few games, yeah. I wonder if the architecture is just getting smarter. Exactly. At, um, yeah. yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Um, I did promise there was going to be a retro corner. Well, that was part of it, those old memory cards. Um, the other one was I, you know, I, I have a problem and I buy things on eBay and I also buy more Transformers than the fiancé is probably, you're, you know, you're contributing dealing to with. the economy, Jono. You're doing a good thing, mate. Good on you. I am. I'm certainly contributing to the economy. Um, but I picked up some old Mega Drive games recently and Ooh. some old Master System games. So I thought I'd tell you what I, um, two are on their way or apparently they're at the post office now. So I'll see if, they go into the parcel locker tomorrow. If not, I have to go into the post office. That'll be fun. Um, but three Mega Drive games came today. So I got F twenty two Lightning, which was um, is part it a of helicopter game. No, the the F twenty two is America's supreme um, aerial, air, you know, fighter aircraft. Are you, are you sponsored by them, Johnny? Just the way you no. said supreme, it's like it's elegant payroll or something. <laughs> I should be. The F-22 is an amazing fighter. And funnily enough, when this came out in the Mega Drive years ago, it was the thing was brand new. And even though it's been around for quite a few years, um, I was really intrigued to play it. It was part of what EA at the time called the EA Air Force. And that was made up of, um, I think it was three games that were released that year. They're all branded with this. And it was uh, one about um, an LHX attack helicopter, which I played recently and is very, very, very basic 3D graphics. Um, but I got into it eventually. Um, good old Desert Strike was part of um, the EA Air Force and then the F-22. And I just thought that's this completes I'll, I'll give that a try. That's where Marvel got the idea. Of- awesome. I thought it was cool that... From, from like, yeah, it's cool. It's sort of hmm. title the... Um, I'd like to see people do that more, but... Um, but they change branding so often these days that nobody cares. Um, and F-22, when I bought it, I found someone that was selling it for the same price as it was by itself, but with two other games. So I somehow have gotten NBA Live 95 nice. and um, and also uh, FIFA 93. Ooh. So um, we might have, have a game. First ones, it? Yeah, I think it was because it doesn't have a date on it. So all the 93 sports games didn't have a date on it because that was the first time they did them. Um, or at least most of the ones from EA at that time. But I've also got coming for the Mega Drive, um, New Zealand Story. Yep, New Zealand we, Story. New Zealand Story was, was an old. It was a Kiwi, yeah, platform. Oh, are, you guys, are you guys going to play Kiwi? Have you heard of this uh, one? No, this is new not game. Kiwi, you play as a Kiwi. Um, I think it's like a parcel delivery or something, like a you know, oh. post office or something. Anyway, John, tell us about this. What was it called? New Zealand, new Zealand Story. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's a classic. Cool. He, he, besides the fact that he's a yellow kiwi and kiwi birds are generally brown, um, 
and he's fighting walruses at the zoo as well as other birds that are floating around on these weird balloon things. Um, and he's using a bow and arrow. I have this really great memory of it from, I think, my cousin having it on uh, maybe the Amiga back in the day or the Commodore 64. I can't remember. But um, yep. it, it was uh. just a fun, cute platformer. And really, um, I found it with someone who was also selling um, the sequel to Bobble Bobble, otherwise known as Rainbow Islands, which, yep. again, just same memories from about that period of time. So, um Collecting these two and putting them in the collection were quite nice. You have no idea what these games are, do you, I, I I apologize for all those all the years of saying that I, I you know here I am playing Super Mario Brothers three, um, and I sh- I could have been playing New Zealand Story. Or oh, what what a wasted childhood I had. Hey, <laughs> do not knock New Zealand Story. Jason knows what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see the Nintendo um, subscription? What do they call it? Their online service. Oh, but it's getting an expansion Nintendo pack. Online, which... getting an expansion pack. Yeah, I think it's just Nintendo Online. I don't think it's a very fancy name. Yeah. But you're going to get uh, an expansion pack and Sega's coming to it. How, um, uh, how times have changed. There's, okay. there's rumors on the, on the grapevine that um, there's going to be a new uh, Microsoft acquisition. And people were speculating for quite a while Microsoft? that it would be Ubisoft. Who? I mean... So that's what they were speculating. Ubisoft just avoided a, a hostile takeover, I believe. But um, what... What it seems to be, um, and all signs are pointing to, is it's going to be Sega, which would be pretty crazy if Microsoft owns Sega. But there you go. That would be awesome because it you makes know a lot what? Of sense. It does. Well, I mean, the the Dreamcast, the Xbox, the original Xbox was in many ways a spiritual successor to the Dreamcast. Is actually what Absolutely. drove me towards it. Um, yep. But to to what Joe was saying about Nintendo Online, at first I was excited about Nintendo sixty four games and. Sega Genesis, as they kept on calling it, um, which is which kind of annoyed me because it was clearly for the American market, despite the fact that Japan and Europe and Australia all knew it as the Mega Drive. Anyway, hopefully the branding will be right over here. Um, we're all coming at first. I was like, oh, super excited, and then I got a little annoyed because all the games that they announced for the Genesis, or the majority of them, were ones that I've got on numerous collections. I mean, yes, there's a bit of online play, which I'm kind of excited about, but kind of not. But then I also have to pay extra money for it. And the reality is, if Nintendo's going to add to the online service, give me um, Game Boy Advance games, crying out loud. Give me classic Game Boy games. I can see how DS could be a little bit more difficult depending on the game. But you know what? I'm sure there's some games that um, could do with a nice conversion and go across. But like the Game Boy Advance games, this was such an awesome library, and I don't see why they're not mining it more. Yeah, well, yeah. they just released the Castlevania Advance um, collection, or it's coming out, and it's Game Boy. Uh, it's on Xbox game. already. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, it's already there on Xbox. I, I saw it and was like, ooh, and they went, mm. Nintendo are, are really relying on the whole nostalgia, and we have a unique, quirky console angle, and that did wonders for the Wii. Um, and obviously, it's yeah. done pretty well for the Switch as well, um, just in terms of yeah. having that kind of portability. But I don't know. I don't know how long that they can keep doing this. Like, why do I want to play a copy of Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask when there's a new version of it that exists that is prettier and nicer? And I appreciate yeah. the nostalgia and going back and, and playing, you know, oh, playing old games. Lots of nostalgia. I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know how you can be expected to pay for this sort of stuff again and again and again. On top of the people are doing it. Yeah, people are doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. look, I'm guilty of doing it numerous times. But um, I'd, I'd really love for them to start, you know, the Game Boy Advance was such a great console and why we're not seeing, 
it on a backwards catalog is just it blows my mind. Even if it was sure. in the store and I had the option to buy some of those games. Like I would love I would have no problems at all. And I own multiple copies of this game and I'd still play it on the Switch if they um released just before Metroid Dread came out, Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion, which were two of the best Metroid games ever, and they're on the Game Boy Advance. So there was an audience that played them, but not that big an audience. Um, yeah. And there's lots of game gems on the Game Boy Advance that were like that. And I just think it's such a missed opportunity to be focusing on something that we've got tons of, you know? Yeah. But yeah. that's my um, that's my little whinge because I need to whinge every so often. This has been versus player. Sorry, and you're on a whingy note. Uh, thank you for joining us again for another fun-filled episode. We'll see you again soon. Probably talking about Halo Infinite again next time because guess what? Big team battles coming this weekend. And if you're listening and it's not yet October first, then uh, get ready for it because people, it's going to be going off. Um, thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you soon. This is player.